This is the Life and Business by Human Design show. And on this episode, we are going to talk more about your energy for leadership. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Life and Business by Human Design show. I am your host, Caroline Linda, Master Coach and Human Design Junkie. And this show is all about what it takes to create sustainable success in your life and business, whatever success looks and sounds and feels like to you. I want to welcome you to this show. This is a place where you can really tap into what is it that makes you uniquely you? What can you learn and know and discover and trust within yourself that you can then take in order to create a massive impact in the world. We're going to talk human design. We're going to have interviews with amazing people. This is a show where it all comes together and you can truly begin to create your life and business by human design. Let's get into it. Well, welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host, Caroline, in case we haven't met. Welcome. And if you're back for another episode, then I want to say thank you so much for being here again with me. Today, I want to talk about the energy of leadership, and I want to bring some human design aspects to leadership. So I do want to start this episode by saying, if you have not listened to episode five and episode 38 of the podcast, then go ahead and go and listen to those episodes. In those episodes, I talk about the concept of genius. Like what is your like zone of genius, your spot of focus. Okay. So I talk about in that, that in those two episodes. So if you haven't heard them, definitely put them on your playlist to watch or listen to. But today I want to talk about leadership itself. And I want to talk about one aspect of the human design chart that we can focus on when it comes to leadership. And this is something that we actually cover off in the section about leadership and teams in our Business by Human Design Blueprint. So if you don't already have a blueprint, now might be the time to grab one. Um, but today I want to lean in and talk a little bit about the Penta and how Penta dynamics work and the Penta gates work. So before I get into this, let me share a little bit of a story with you as to why it feels very timely to be talking about this right now. Firstly, at the time of recording, a lot of people inside my experiment program are working through the teams and leadership section. And so I've been getting a lot of questions about the Penta, about the gates of the Penta, how the Penta works, etc. So it seemed like timely to record this episode. But the other reason that it's timely to record this episode is because something I haven't really talked about on the podcast yet is that at the start of 2024, I actually went into a role within a business and basically got a job. And this role came about because I'm really aware of my genius. It came about via an invitation. It was a hell yes from my spleen. Well, not a hell yes, but my spleen was a definite green light. And it has me in a situation where I am working within a couple of pentas um, inside an organization. And so this leadership piece has really come to the forefront for me over the last few months. And so I thought, let's do an episode on how this all works. <clears throat> a lot of these questions are things that I've been answering 
for people inside my experiment program. <clears throat> and then also a lot of things I've been thinking about myself as I've moved into this role and started moving between these pentas after a few years of working for myself. And I'm still working for myself, obviously, but this is just, um, this is a role that I'm in. So let's introduce the idea. So basically, truly for me, everybody is a leader. And I talked about in those genius episodes about this idea of, you know, everyone has their roles, everyone has their most aligned um, parts to play when it comes to teams of people, but everybody is a leader. First and foremost, everybody is a leader of themselves. And that is a really important concept to kind of lean into. It's probably worth a podcast of its own. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time here today, but you are the leader of yourself and your life right now. You are in the driver's seat of that. You have your foot on the accelerator or maybe the brake. You are driving this bus and you are going wherever you're going. You're going there because you're taking yourself there. Very important concept to remember. So every one of us is a leader every day to ourselves. Then the next thing that I really want to make people aware of because of how often people say to me, oh, I'm not really a leader, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever, is all the other ways that you're a leader. So you're probably a leader in your family in some way. Maybe you are a leader in some way for the community. I was literally talking to a colleague the other day about leading and she leads her local book club. So that is a leadership role, right? She kind of organizes it. They take turns, but she's definitely like the driving organizing force. Another opportunity for leadership. So there's leadership all around you is what I want you to understand. And everyone is fulfilling roles as a leader. In your business, as the CEO, you are the leader. You are the person who is the driving force of taking your business forward. You are setting the direction for that. And I talked a lot about that in episode 38. So I won't continue to rattle on about that. You can go and listen to or watch that episode. But what I wanted to talk about today is what happens when we get into a group of people. So we have our energy ourselves. You have your human design chart, which is simply a map of your specific energy. Then when we get into partnership with someone else, our energies mingle with that other person. And quite a bit of the work that I do is working with people who are working in partnership to understand how their energy overlaps, how their energy connects, okay? Once we have a group of three people, we enter the realm of the penta. Now, pentas are groups of three to five people, and you can have networks of interconnected pentas. So you can have up to sort of about three pentas, three full pentas, so around about 15 people, and those pentas will kind of intertwine with each other. And then beyond 15 people, we get into bigger groups and we get into energetics. We get into what's called the WA. We're not going to talk about that today. Today, what I want to talk about is pentas, because for a lot of business owners that I work with, they have a penta already in their business because they have like a couple of team members or a couple of contractors and they could be totally part-time. That's totally fine. But they have a couple of people's energy coming into their business. And so already there's a penta. 
I have a penta occurring in my business because I have a couple of contractors that help me. So there's a penta. And then as I said, timely, I have entered into a workplace. And so within that workplace, we basically have a couple of pentas operating within our management team. And so it's been really interesting to see how those pentas work and the roles that I fill in the different pentas and the way I move within in and out of those pentas. So Basically, the key thing to understand when you go into a group of people is that people bring their specific energies with them, and then the energy melds basically to create almost an entity of its own, and that's the penta. When we're looking at a penta, the outside peripheral areas of the chart become less important. They don't disappear completely, but they become less important. And understanding penta energy is about understanding the energy that flows from the throat to the identity center to the sacral and back up again. So it's the energy of those three central centers and the opportunities for the energies to connect with each other. So ultimately, the penta is defined by 12 gates. It's the three gates at the bottom of the throat center the three gates at the top of the identity center, the three gates at the bottom of the identity center, and the three gates at the top of the sacral center. And so ultimately, you can end up with channels and the penta ends up, uh, energy ends up lit up. Throat center, identity center, sacral center. And as I said, the peripheral becomes less important. And so as we move into that group, our energy melds with the other people that are within that penta and it kind of changes in a way in order for us to become that group together. And everyone brings their own unique sets of skills. So you may have no pentagates lit up. You could have just a couple of pentagates. You could have a penta channel. So I actually have the eight one channel. So that's one of the channels that's created when we're looking at the penta. Or you could have a heap of gates lit up within the penta. None of that means anything about your ability to be part of a team. Let's just cover that off right from the beginning. But this is really about understanding the roles and the specific pieces of energy required for a group to operate that you bring to the table and other people bring to the table. Now, the penta can be looked at in terms of families as well. So there is a lot of work that's been done in human design around family penta dynamics. We're not going to talk about that today. That is a different kettle of fish. What I am talking about are business pentadynamics. And this is a very deep, like rabbit hole that you can go down in terms of the penta. What I want you to understand today is when we come into groups of people, the energy becomes more focused on the center of the chart. And it's about understanding what skills you bring to the table and what skills other people bring to the table. And each of the pentagates has a specific skill or kind of area of expertise that it brings to the table. And so we go through this in your business by human design blueprint, and I'll actually pull out the ones that are specific to you and talk about like how you can be using that energy. And this energy is available anytime you're in a group of people, but thinking about it specific to your business. Now, if you're a solopreneur currently, that's totally fine. Have a look at what you would bring and think about maybe 
times where you are within a group of people. So do you have like a group of people that you co-work with, or maybe you go to a networking thing, or maybe you have a group of business friends that you catch up with, all opportunities for you to be in a penta, right? If you have a team, then it can be really worthwhile to actually map each person of the team and see which bits they're bringing to the penta. And like, are you using them to the best of their ability for the skills that they bring to the team? For example, there's a member of my team that does a lot around um, numbers and holds the numbers gate, which is gate 13. So that makes complete sense. I'm pretty sure she also has the 14, which is the other one that is associated with resources and finances. So are you using them to the best of your ability? For me, I hold the gate eight, which is about communication. It's about PR. It's about being out there, you know, and sharing the message of the team. I am leaning into that one all the time. Like that's one that I'm using all the time, but sometimes I can think about, okay, how can I use that better? So I am going to very quickly just share the gift of each of those pentagates with you in just a second. Um, But before I do, I want you to really be thinking about this as a bit of a skills list. Okay. What skills do I have that I could bring to a team of people and how can I make the most of the skills that I was given? Because you were given those skills for a reason and teams of people come together for a reason. This is the thing, like it's it's not accidental. You will be drawn into teams of people who need your skills or who are looking for your skills and you'll be drawn to people who have complementary skills to the skills that you have as well. So I think it's really important to think about it like that and understand like it, this is why groups of people come together. This is why we use the energy to really bring together the skills, the different skills that different people are going to need for different key areas. Okay. So really, really important to think about it like that. So as I said, there are 12 gates that make up the penta and this is a deep, deep rabbit hole, something that you can uh, definitely reach out and talk to me more about. You can slide into my DMs. If you haven't got yourself a blueprint, then your blueprint goes through and actually tells you like which gates you've got activated and how you would use them. So it could be extremely worthwhile for you to grab one of them. So you can head over to carolinelinda.com slash blueprints and get one of those. So basically we have six gates in the top section. So that's where the throat would connect to the identity and six gates in the bottom section, which is where the identity would connect to the sacral. So in the top section, we have gate 31, which is all about like being future focused and um, seeing where things are going. There's also a gift of administration that comes with 31. So if you have 31, that's that one. Uh, gift Gate eight, this is the gift of PR, customer service, and all things related to relationships. So this is the relationship building part of um, the PENTA. Gate 33, this is all about insight and oversight, okay? This is being able to see the things that other people can't see and see the big picture. Gate 7 is all about planning and understanding the dynamics of the power that are going on within a team. Gate 1 is about creativity. And it's kind of these fresh perspectives. I have this gate. And also a talent for actually implementing. So actually taking that and making change. Then we have gift uh, gate 13, which is the gift of numbers and accounting, which I mentioned um, before. In the bottom section, 
We have gate 15. So this is all about reliability. So if you have someone on your team with gate 15, you will notice that they are just consistent. They, they show up. They are just super reliable to the team. Love me someone with gate 15. Gate two. So this is all about vision and direction. This is about knowing where we want to be going. Gate 46 is all about coordination. So people with gate 46 are really good at coordinating the multiple pieces that are happening and managing projects. We've got gate five. This is the person that actually understands the culture of the Penta, the culture of the team, and how they can really tap into that culture and create consistency within that group. Pretty cool. Then we have gate 14, which I mentioned before. So this is the person that really understands resources and understands people's capacity. And when I say resources, it's not just necessarily money. It can be like people's energetic capacity and their energetic resources that they have. They really understand that and they're able to um, enhance that and work within that. And then we have gate 29. So the gift of gate 29 is that people with gate 29, there is this deep level of commitment. These are the people who will show up time and time again. They want to see the project through to the end. And once they are committed to something, they are really, they are all in. So that is the gift of gate 29. So those are the 12 pentagates. Which ones do you have? That would be something that would be really worthwhile looking into. You can absolutely do a bit of a deeper dive um, on each of those gates, grab a blueprint if that feels aligned. But this is the thing, when you are within a group of people, these gates help you to understand the unique gifts that you bring to the team. And I feel like this is such an important thing to understand so that you understand the value that you bring. Maybe the value that you bring is just through one. Maybe you have one gate. Maybe you have multiple gates. Maybe you have a channel. Maybe you don't have any gates for the penta. And the gift you bring to the penta is that you don't get sucked into the energy of the penta. You can actually be sitting there on the outside. So the final important thing that I want to share about the penta is that when you're with that group of people, the peripheral becomes less important. The energy melds together in order to create a penta and it takes on an energy of its own. What's really important is to make sure that you're giving yourself ample time and opportunity to step away from the penta and relax and let go of the energy that you've taken on whilst you've been in the penta because there'll be people with lots of energy that you don't normally have and allow yourself to return to your own individual unique energetics. So for me, when I'm within a penta of people, which is what I'm doing in my new role, I also have to have time away from that. I need to be able to discharge my sacral. As a non-sacral being that's in a penta, the sacral is activated within the penta. There's multiple generator types within the penta. I need time to step away and discharge the sacral. Also, the role that I'm in operates adjacent to the team. So I'm part of the team and I'm in the team and I'm doing things in the team, but I also have a role that is solely my own and a role that advises the team. And so I have time and energy and part of my role where I very much step out of the penta, which I love being in because I have split definitions. I love collaborating with people, but then I also have the opportunity on the flip side to step out of that and to allow myself to discharge back into my own energy and be in my own role. 
And so it's very, very important to remember that we take on the energy of the penta when we're with the penta, but then when we leave the penta, we want to have that opportunity to go back into our own energy and discharge any of the energy that we've taken on through the gates and the centers that we don't normally have. So that's super, super important as well. And I've talked many times on the podcast about deconditioning. Um, If you are a non-sacral being and you... um, and you are spending a lot of time around um, sacral beings, which is very common, seeing they make up about 70% of the population, then it's really important to have ways to discharge your energy. It's really important that you're actually giving yourself the time for rest and recovery. And I've got an episode coming up in the next couple of weeks where we're actually going to talk about rest um, and the way rest works for different types and for sacral and non-sacral beings, because I think this that's an area where people get a little bit confused. So hopefully this episode on the Penta has been interesting. Start to think about like, where are the places in your life that you are in Pentas and what are the gates you have and what are the energies you have that you're bringing? And maybe you have a couple of team members, have a look at their charts if you can and see what they're bringing to the table and make sure you're maximizing um, the skills and energy that they have and the skills and energy that you have. And maybe you can even see some gaps If you are currently leading a team in your business, and this sounds like something you definitely want to know more about, but you're like, actually, I'd prefer to just have someone dive in and give me all the info, then reach out. This is something I absolutely love to do with teams of people, which is to look at the charts of the individuals and then the ways that those charts come together so that we can optimize the function of the team and increase the impact and income of the business. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, then just slide into my DMs on Instagram or send me an email. Um, reach out however works best for you and say, hey, Caroline, I'd really love to dive deeper into my team and we can talk about how that will work. If you don't already have your business by human design blueprint, then that's the best place to start. Head to carolinelinda.com slash blueprints. And thank you so much for being here for another episode. If you have not yet hit like, follow, subscribe, done all the things, please do that. Share this episode with any friends or colleagues that you know might find it helpful. I would so appreciate that. Feel free to reach out in the DMs and let me know what you took away from this episode. And I'll be back next week with another amazing episode. See you then.